You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Joining us today is Elizabeth Austin. Elizabeth has a decade worth of experience capturing wedding moments all over the world. By combining photojournalism and editorial style, she has developed a unique approach that produces authentic and timeless photographs. Her work has earned her the distinction of being named one of the world's top wedding photographers by prestigious publications such as Harper's Bazaar and Brides Magazine. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes, this is going to be great. So, I mean, we work together a lot. So this is this is a very easy conversation. But the last time yes. we were together, we started talking about things we wish couples knew and things that we wish couples like had more intel on. Absolutely. I want to I want to jump in in the deep. What is one thing on your mind that you kind of wish couples kind of knew about photography? Um, that majority of our work is after the wedding. Um, and so the wedding day is a very small portion of what we do. And I spend more time in front of my computer editing than I do anything else. So the wedding day, of course, is important in the way that we capture it. But uh, for me, editing is a big portion and it takes a very long time uh, to be able to produce produce those type of images. So I just wish people understand is you're not just paying for the wedding day. You're paying for all of that knowledge on the back end. And then also, you know, our expertise when it comes to how to make a wedding flow, um, that portion of it too. But yeah, it's a lot of work on the back end. Hmm. Okay. So you come to my wedding, you take a picture of me. I mean, you are mm -hmm. on your feet, what, 10, 12 hours sometimes doing mm -hmm. cartwheels, trying to capture the right shot. It's perfect. <laughs> right. And then you go home and mm -hmm. you sit down and how many pictures do you normally take at a wedding that has a ceremony, a cocktail hour and a reception? So I would say we normally take anywhere between three to 4,000 photos. And yeah. then what I, what I would say, <laughs> not all of those photos are client worthy, as I say, right? Click, click, because click, like, click. We, wanted, we really want to be selective in what we're the end product, but we also want to have enough to be able to choose from. So out of that, I say we deliver anywhere between 75 to 100 images per hour that we're there. And that's with the second shooter. Now, again, I'm super selective in terms of what we give our clients. And we really want to make sure that we're telling the story because I feel like as photographers, at least for me, I, I don't want... I'm more of a quality than quantity, you know, mm. when it comes to the images. So I feel like there's so many different types of photographers and some are like, okay, we're going to give you thousands of images from your day. But for me, I really want you to be able to look at it and, and evoke some sort of emotion. So yeah, that 75 to hundred images is kind of where our happy spot is. Okay. Uh, and it takes us a while to filter through that. Like we, we have this term called calling, which is like looking at the images and selecting which ones that we want to, uh, uh, give the client. So I go through that process three times. Um, so that just takes time. And then also too, I don't want to uh, look at the images if I'm not in the right space. So sometimes I'll call and I put my computer down and I'll go do something else. Because if for me personally, it takes a lot 
to make sure like there's just so many different aspects that I'm looking at to, that makes it deep mm. in my eyes a good image. So I like to take my time with that process. So yeah, it's kind of how I go about it. But I know that there's a lot of different photographers that are that maybe take 6,000 if they're more, you know, photojournalism in terms of the way that they are shooting. Sometimes they take six to 10 and then it takes, you know, an entire, I could only imagine how long it takes to filter through those, you know, that many photos. But we're really, we try to make sure that before we start shooting, it's more about what's in the frame than the amount that we are shooting um, when we're at a wedding. So the, you're taking three to four, Some someone else maybe that's more photojournalistic is taking six to 10,000 pictures in one day and then mm -hmm. they have to go and sit down and like flick through every single one to find the ones that they're going to send to you or to the uh, bride client. Yeah. Really yes. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I've picked the right job, honey. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, great. Great chat. All right, cool. So when people are like, how long is it going to take me to get my wedding pictures mm -hmm. back? That that seems like it's going to take, in my opinion, that would take me a year to give one wedding back. How yeah. long does it take you to turn around a wedding? Yeah. So I think industry standards is about four to six weeks. I find that that's where most uh, photographers end up being. Um, I'm a little bit on the longer side of eight weeks because of our process. But um, I find that anywhere inside of that window is reasonable. I've actually heard of photographers being 12, you know, six months to turn around Woo. images. But again, everybody's process is different. So I really feel like when it comes to the listeners, it's really their tolerance. Um, mm. Some of us give sneak peeks, some of us don't. And I won't say that there's one way to do it or, you know, saying that getting sneak peeks is a good thing. For some photographers, it really is a mental and emotional process. So mm. asking me to turn around images, you know, the day after I worked 12 hours on my feet, <laughs> uh, you know, not with a lot of food majority of the time, like, you know, turning right back around and entering on a flight. Um, my eyes may not even be fully back adjusted <laughs> to be able to look at my computer or look through the images. So it really is just based off of what your photographer, you know, says in the beginning and maybe asking that question of what well, do you give sneak peeks? And if you don't, okay, so what time do you give sneak peeks? Some people it's a week after the wedding, but yeah, so it takes a, a little bit of time to go through all the images, the editing, and there's a lot of steps in the process before, you know, a client receives the image in terms of what mm. we have to do to make sure that it's done and it's done in a beautiful way. Well, I think that's a the, a great point of like kind of the questions to be asking a photographer on the front end, like really understanding mm -hmm. kind of what's included in your pricing, whether it's multiple shooters, how many hours they're going to be there on the day, when will they be delivering the pictures, will they deliver a sneak peek, and if so, would can you maybe pay extra if that's something that's really important to you? Talk to mm -hmm. me about some other questions that you think are really important for people to ask on the front end. Yeah, I will definitely say another really good question to ask is uh, like their philosophy when it comes to weddings. Um, some of just for us, some of our couples uh, don't like when we're super involved in the process. They really just want us to kind of be fly on the walls. So mm -hmm. like understanding like how they fit into that. And then also the delivery is also really important. Um, do they have a second shooter? Mm -hmm. Is it, are they by themselves or do they have a second shooter? Is this someone that they work with? 
I don't necessarily think if you're working with someone who has been in business, I'm just going to arbitrarily say five, five years or more that giving me a shot list is going to do anything for me at this point. Um, So I don't necessarily think, you know, shot list in the beginning is something that you need to ask, but just asking how involved we can be in, in your process, I think is also another great question to ask photographers uh, how, you know, the money situation, when is the deposit due? When is the Mm -hmm. balance due? And then also how many images do you receive? Because like, for me, we don't have a set number. We really just go off of, we're telling the story. Some are like, you know, we're there for eight hours, you get 800 photos. Uh, And then another question would be high resolution photos. Are these high, you know, something that I could be printed on my wall? And I'm just rattling off the top of my head. The last one I think is the, is the gallery, you know, some of us have online galleries and then some of the galleries are only active for a year. So also asking, what does that process look like? How do you deliver the images? Some people get USB, some people are galleries, some people are Dropbox links. I think those are all relatively good questions, but I also feel like for me, the most important thing when selecting your photographer is really, can you see that person with you? Um, Mm. Like when you're putting on your dress, when you're putting on your tux, do you feel like that person is going to take care of you and your family? Because I always say photographers, we really control the day as much as I'm sorry. (laughs) What'd you say? (laughs) As as much Mm. as our planner friends think they do, Mm. you know, like we really we are the ones that really determine a lot of different aspects of the day. So sure. Can you (laughs) Sure. Well, you know that's true. You know, sure. Like, I mean, we have a, we, we I'll have let you a have your time. Input. I'll let you have your time. Keep going. <laughs> we have a lot of input. So, like, I always like it's really about trust. Like, that's just what it breaks down to. Like, when you get to someone who's been doing this for seven, eight, ten years, they know what they're doing. It's just mm. really a matter of if you trust them, and then also if you see themselves in your work. Like, can you see? what you're going for in terms of like the style, the emotion, like, can you see that? Is that truly what you want? Because there's so many different types of photographers. And, you know, I really feel that the clients that, that I connect with the most are the ones that trust me the most. Mm, and, agree. And, even, and then it's, it's really about the emotional experience because most people don't like to take photos. I don't like to take photos, you know, so getting in front of somebody's camera is like a girl, what you mean? Like, I I want you to feel comfortable. So I think that's also really, 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 really important is just that trust. I think in speaking of trust as someone who also, I want a client to trust me as well, to be the one that's like, they're going to trust my judgment when I'm bringing vendors to them or bringing design Mm -hmm. concepts. When you're talking about trust here, it also is like, have they looked at your website? Have they picked images mm-hmm. of your work that they can show you to understand? Like, I think it's really important to, when you're having that conversation with your photographer. Are you like, like, are you seeing yourself represented in their portfolio? Are you even seeing images that you really, really love? And you're like, I'm gravitating toward towards this mm-hmm. is really, really important to also pinpoint. Like, as you're on Pinterest and seeing other other things, really identifying the style of photography you're going for. Um, and mm-hmm. does this photographer that's in front of you have the ability to probably make that happen? I want to pivot a little bit to like film versus digital and all the mm-hmm. other types of shooting because p- there's so much information out, out there. I don't think people really also understand what they're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So there is film photography or film photographers. I was one for maybe seven years exclusively shooting film. Um, And I feel like film really 
it really is like more of a timeless look, um, a little bit more richness in the way that the images are taken, but there's no difference in the way that they're delivered to um, the client. And then now I have moved more to being a hybrid photographer. And basically what that means is we shoot digital and film and we blend, blend it all together. Um, in my opinion, I know the film photographer is going to kill me. I don't feel like one is better than the other. <laughs> I really feel like they're all just instruments to tell a story. But I do feel that being a film photographer in the beginning for me, because sis, every time you take that photo, it costs me money. So I tell, to- so <laughs> tell us, go go granular a little bit. Because a film yeah. photo- a film means I don't, once you take the picture, it's stamped in that camera. With a yes. digital camera, you can just click, click, click as many times as you want to. And Absolutely. talk about the price implication with producing a film photograph, a film photograph. Yeah, absolutely. So majority of the time, film photographers are more expensive because we actually tangibly have a cost that's associated with taking those images. So let's just say, and this may be a low ball, like when it comes to pricing, because there's different types of film. There's uh, a medium format and not to get so technical, but there's medium format and 35 millimeter, <laughs> which is which is the one that you normally can go to the store and buy like the disposable cameras. That's 35 okay. millimeter. Thanks. Okay. okay. So- Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so there's different pricing for that. And the cost of film over the last three years has skyrocketed. I have seen it double just in my career. So when it comes to pricing, if somebody is shooting film, right off the bat, if you know that they are shooting film, they're probably going to be very expensive or a little bit more expensive. Define, give me numbers. Yeah. And that's hard because I feel like film photographers, maybe... I don't know because it's it's hard. So maybe like ten thousand and above. Like if they're true, you know, I even think that's low. Like I feel like if they're shooting like fifty to a hundred rolls a wedding, like there's no way that they're not charging more or less than twenty thousand dollars, in my opinion. How much would one roll of fi- film cost? I think right now for one twenty, it's about ten dollars a roll. Um, and then for, depending on 10, let's say 10 to $15 per roll, and then that will garner 16 images. And then to get that, those images processed for the, that one roll will cost anywhere between 20 to $25 per roll. So like, when you think about that, like each image, let's say three to $4, it costs for you to produce. And if I'm shooting hundreds of those, you know, my overhead can be two to $3,000 out the gate before I even enter into a wedding. And wow. to be honest, I, I honestly believe that that's still low in today's climate. Uh, we're okay. not shooting as much film as we used to. But uh, yeah, like there's some portrait that the 800, I think it goes for maybe $75 a box now. And four years ago it was $40 a box, but it's, it's just different. So when you see somebody shooting film and they're positioning themselves in their business as a film photographer, just know that they have outside of, you know, second shooting and whatnot, they have real tangible, you know, overhead that they have to pay for in uh, performing your wedding. But in my opinion, I don't feel I, this is hard because I feel like if you're a film shooter, you just shoot things differently because it, it, it allows you to hone in exactly what you want because there is a cost associated with it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like in the beginning of my career, it just made me a better photographer because I'm spending money and then I, I can't waste two or three rolls on figuring it out. You have to get the shot. You have to get the shot. But then also I feel like with on the digital side of things, it allowed me to be more playful and allowed me to explore a little bit more on the day because there was no cost associated with it. 
Um, so I really feel like it, it just is about the photographer and how uh, what what they are doing as an artist. I really don't feel like one medium is better than the other. I do feel like uh, film is timeless, but technology has kind of caught up in terms of what we're using as as you know professionals. Where now I use my film images on my digital camera, so I can still get that those beautiful airy you know mm. um, timeless photos, but in a digital format. So for okay. me, I was able to kind of segue. Um, but some, some people are just really drawn to that film look, but I also don't want you to be scared away if they do both or if they do one, like, I really feel like it's more about what the images, uh, what the person is producing than the medium that they are using. Okay. And I think just having that conversation again, like going back to those questions you're asking on the front end, what do you mm-hmm. shoot film versus digital? And you're probably aiming for a hybrid. If that, if you love film, but maybe the cost is too high, you're going, maybe someone who can do hybrid that has experience with both so they can give you the look that you're seeking when it comes to a film photograph. Absolutely. Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at $149.00 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsman management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting GenerationTux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is, do not walk, run, make sure that your registry is with Zola, go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist. You can do websites. You can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. So I want to talk a little bit about hair and makeup yes. and outfits. Whether it's engagement session, whether it's organizing the details for the your wedding looks as well, mm-hmm. how soon do you want to be brought into that conversation about attire and 
the visuals. Yeah, I, I want to be brought in in the beginning. So um, I want to have a conversation of what we're going for. And I know a lot of photographers are like this as well. And saying, you know, there's there's different ways that you can tackle an engagement session. Um, some couples are like, we really want to solidify this moment of our lives and really capture it a little bit more sentimental. And then mm. others are like, hey, I want to set the tone uh, for my wedding. I want it to be I want my engagement session to look more, you know, um, you know, black tie or more formal or like, you know, like we really want to have a conversation on what we're going for, because I think that's important, too, in the way in, in our creative juices as photographers and being a part of that conversation. Um, when it comes to hair and makeup, I always I, I kind of like the fact that some of my brides do a trial before their wedding and they use that as an as an opportunity to, you know, for their engagement sessions to kind of test someone out. Of course, that's risky, you know, um, but nine chance, yeah, <laughs> like nine chances out of 10, um, it goes really well. And then they are able to test, you know, uh, the makeup artists out and see what their 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 makeup looks like on them. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. And, and how, how it lasts. lasts. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I always suggest doing your hair and makeup trial the same, the same day as you're doing your engagement, your engagement shoot, just so you're not wasting a good look. Mm-hmm. And also give, of course, giving enough times so that you can, you know, try a few different iterations and then working with your photographer because that way they can make sure they're capturing the right side or they can even give you some pointers to say, Hey, go back to the makeup artist. I think you need more a little bit more liner. I think we need to enhance the lash a bit. Um, so they'll mm-hmm. give you more input after seeing it through a camera, which truly identifies what it is that you're going to look like and what you're going to receive on your post images. Yeah, absolutely. And then when it comes to attire, we want to be involved. We want to know. I want to see what it looks like. And I also want to see what it looks like on you. Um, and then we also, uh, I really feel that I want you to look your best. I want you to feel your best. So, you know, sometimes I feel like we get into this space of where, what we should do versus like what's best for us and Mm. what makes you feel your best. So if you're coming to an engagement session with a dress that you just like, that's a little bit shorter or something that just doesn't, you know, really speak to you. I can see that. I can sense that in your photos Mm -hmm. when I'm, when I'm posing you, I can feel it. So I want you to look your best. I want you to feel your best. And, um, so us being involved in those conversations, um, having input to it also just allows you to have a better experience. I know that, you know, there's also some photographers that don't do that. And I don't want you to feel like this is something that they should do. But at the end of the day, for you, I really want, you know, your listeners to walk away thinking to themselves, I want to feel good, not so much what my mom wants or my, you know, what my aunt wants in terms of what our engagement session should be. Like if you and your significant other are really you know, people that love to walk their dogs or love to go get Starbucks or, you know, just simple things like that. Like, I love those type of engagement sessions because it really speaks to who you are as a person. It really speaks to what you guys do on a daily data basis. And don't be afraid to ask like, okay, so if we have more, you know, a timeless engagement session in that way, we also need those standard, like setting the tone for our for our engagement session. Can we have a second, you know, outfit? And I think that's something to, to talk to your photographer about on the front end. And then also how long you are going to shoot because fatigue is real once you start getting in, in front of the camera and you may have these grand plans in terms of what you think. <laughs> 
in terms of what you think you could do. But then when you get to shooting, you're like, oh my God, this is a lot of work. This is like, I'm over it. So um, we always like to like set those expectations. But I really feel like when it comes to engagement sessions, um, it is honestly something that, you know, you should really take your time to think about what you're trying to achieve. And then if you need it at all, I'm going to be completely honest. And I know my photographer friends are going to hate me by saying this. Like, yes, it is a really great you know, opportunity to work with your photographer before your wedding. Like hmm. I, I believe that it allows you to, to feel more comfortable the day of, like, I'm going to say that, but I also feel like, is it, is a hundred percent necessary? Like I would say we're about 50, 50 when it comes to clients who have an engagement session and who don't. So I also want to say that too, because it may not necessarily be something you have to do, but if you want it, like make it, make it so like 10 years from now, you're looking at these photos like, oh, I remember we used to do this or I used to do that. Like, I think those are more powerful than anything else because we're about documenting your, this is a documentary your love of story. your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your love story. Like, so yeah, I just want you to think more about how you're approaching it and what's important to you. Yeah. I love an engagement session. And also sometimes I think, it's generally the first time you've probably taken a professional couple's photo before, before your wedding. So I agree with Mm -hmm. you that it is nice to have something that bookmarks the beginning. It captures you guys in a space before you were even married because you'll always have your wedding pictures to remember, but remember the time even before then. So I think an engagement session really helps you kind of memorialize this moment of love that you guys were in before the wedding, which is really, really special and and has its own story to tell. So I, I know we got to move on, but I really want to ask one more last question. Okay. Raw images. Do I even need them? Do I, do I want them? Why am I asking for them? Because I am like, okay. I've had clients ask and additional edits. Mm-hmm. And like, I guess if the client is like, I'm unhappy with the wedding, can you edit more? Can you make okay. me look skinnier? Oh yeah, that that's not okay. So let's start at the beginning. So raw, images. and I'm gonna throw one more in there: the rights, <laughs> the rights to images, because I know a lot, a lot of people want rights to their own images. Talk to me. All right, okay, Becca, so don't with, kill me. <laughs> yes, no, let's start with the raw images because that is a really good question. So I will say majority of photographers are not going to give you the raw images. Majority of the time as a consumer, you're not going to have the equipment to (laughs) download a raw image as it is. And I really feel like it's like a blank canvas. So you receiving that raw image is literally not going to do anything in terms of what you think you can do in terms of editing. So I think the question should should, should be more towards like the editing of the images more than trying to get the raw images because it's just not going to be, it's going to be a contentious uh, conversation. Um, I'm telling you now, if they are professionals, they are going to say no. Um, And uh, I don't feel like it's something that you need. Now, when it comes to the different editing, I always feel like those type of conversations should be had on the phone. Um, So like if I have an issue with the client um, and they have an issue with the editing, I always go back to what's the problem? Because, you know, we went through the vetting process. You saw my work before we started. What is it that you don't like? Is there something in the frame? Did I not edit something out? Uh, Were you unhappy with your makeup? Because like, 
I always say photography is a very emotional thing for people. And like, even for me, it's like, it's really emotional management when it comes to taking someone's photo and then delivering on the back end. So if you have an issue with your your photos, I would highly recommend getting your photographer on the phone, um, talking through your issues, you know, know, that you don't like, especially when it comes to editing skin tone and, you know, those different type of issues that I feel like are very common. So I really feel like that is a, a, a Zoom phone conversation. And then additional edits or I don't like my photos. Again, that is a phone conversation. Once you receive your images, if you are unhappy with them, I think you need to communicate that and you need to communicate what you're unhappy about. Mm. Because I think sometimes we get very broad and like you may see a few images where it's like, oh, this isn't good. I also encourage you to sit on it for a few days review it and then really like dive into what I don't like because is it the images or is it something that happened at the wedding that you don't like or that mm. is reminding you of the negativity and the reason I say that is when I got married I paid for a cake <laughs> and I wanted this cake to look a certain way and it did not and I hate those cake photos but does that mean <laughs> does that mean that my photographer did a bad job it's just the emotion of this isn't right. This isn't what I asked for in terms of the cake. So I also, you know, uh, encourage you to kind of sit on in what you don't like. And then unfortunately, I really hate that, you know, there are brides that end up being unsatisfied, you know, because your wedding is a, is a big deal. Like I hate that sometimes we get jaded in the industry and forget like these are two families that are coming together. And this is a moment of where some people will never be in the room again, like in terms of your family. So I think communication on the front end is the best way to make sure that that doesn't happen and saying these people are important to me. I want to make sure I get a photo with them and really having um, a little bit more uh, communication when it comes to that. But if you don't like your photos on the back end, I would definitely encourage you to tell the photographer that, ask them if they can, you know, what what they can do. Some may re-edit, some may add more, you know, but unfortunately, it's just one of those situations where, I mean, I, it just sucks. Like, I, And I hurt for anybody that's in that situation. So all the brides that are listening, a much prep work on the front end is <laughs> um, really, really important in communication. Because I know for me, I like to receive Pinterest boards. I do. Because it allows me to say, okay, since you're getting married after daylight savings and <laughs> all of your <laughs> all photos. These are, all your photos are outside. We are outside. Yeah. You are doing a first look. You are, you are not going to cocktail hour. Just flagging that. You're, you're not going to cocktail hour. <laughs> you know, you're getting married in a ballroom. All of these are in a field. So like, it just, it, it just allows me to kind of have that conversation and level set and, yeah. and expectations because your environment in which you're getting married also really dictates what the photos look like. So I think that's also important when you are talking with a photographer is if they are all outdoor photos, which is really great because that's the majority of what we show is our outdoor work because it's the, it's the, it's beautiful, like just in terms of the way that it looks. But like if you're getting married inside <laughs> or in a ballroom, like having asking a photographer to see something similar, I think is also really important um, yeah. when you're making that decision. Agreed. I, I mean, I agree a hundred percent. This is, mm -hmm. I think we're going to have to have you on for another episode. Cause this, I've got so many more questions. It's almost <laughs> sickening. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. 
Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc. I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show-stopping sparkles, often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, Nadri's got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nadri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BETCHESBRIDE, valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nadri for yourself by visiting nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. That's N-A-D-R-I dot com slash discount slash Betches Bride. I do want to get into some of the emails. We love it when you guys mm-hmm. DM us or email us. So please continue to send your emails to brides at betches.com and please slide into all our DMs. You know where to find us. Um, but mm-hmm. Liz is here and she's going to help us answer some of these questions because you guys, you put your heart into these and we're going to give you some answers. So I'm going to dive right down in. Hi, Betches Brides and Fallon. I'm a summer 2024 bride and I'm in the process of picking a photographer. The photographers my planner shared all look amazing, but I was a little surprised how all of the couples featured in almost all of the galleries are only white couples. I'm half Southeast Asian, half white, and my fiance is black. Do you have any insight on this? Hmm. I feel like it's important that our photographer has experience with interracial and diverse couples. So neither of us is washed out. There aren't lighting issues with pictures with our family's friends. What do you think? And do you have any advice? Not sure if I'm reading too much into this. Thanks so much. Well, this is a sticky one for me uh, because I'm going to be honest here. 
This is a real issue that we just have in our industry in general. And there's so many different reasons why it's like this. Um, I feel like sometimes in our industry, we kind of get in our bubble and we get in our bubble in terms of the people that we work with. So I'm no downing on your planner. These are people that she trusts and she probably has worked with before. And she maybe just hasn't had the opportunity to work with anybody of color just yet. But I, I think as a woman of color, I can't really just sit here and say that it's not a problem that I have faced as a woman of color and shooting people of color of like not being included in those conversations or with, you know, planners. So I would, you know, push back. Like if you want to support a person of color, if you're not seeing that same, you know, that representation in the people that are, you know, that are shooting or that have been recommended, I would I would push back and say that it's important for us to, to, to work with someone who has worked with our skin tone. Now, again, that does not necessarily mean that those photographers can't. Maybe they just haven't had the opportunity yet. And I also want to say that as well. But I, I but I do feel that we have to do a better job of widening our horizons and also, you know, looking outside of of and I know plant of balance is going to hate when I say this because she hates when <laughs> but we have it. to like look outside of, you know, what our planners are putting in front of us. Like, I have to be honest, like there's a lot of different options out there. But don't I also do that. Want- don't do that. Don't do that. That's look, bad advice. No. Look, <laughs> look, I told you, I told you guys, she's not gonna like that. Call, but, call me. <laughs> but, but again, I do feel that having that conversation, allowing her to maybe go back and find someone that, you know, has, you know, that she could vet to, because it is, again, for the planners, it is a big trust factor because they are putting them in front of you. And they're also like verifying like, hey, this person can do the job. So if it, 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 if I haven't worked with that person before and I bring them to you, it's like I, I know I have had conversations with planners where we have had a vetting conversation before they put me in front of a client. And I don't feel any type of way about that because, again, that's their business. And uh, I've heard and seen some things that photographers do that are just not good for anybody involved. So, um, again, like I would say to you, don't be 100 percent that the, the people that she put in front of you can't do the job, but also push back and say this is important to me because it is different to edit our skin, our skin tone. And then when you do get into the, the lightened area, as we call it in the industry, the more brighter images you can kind of look washed out if the photographer doesn't know what they're doing. So being able to stop that on the front end and work with someone who's used to working with those skin tones, I think is also really great. But but yeah, like I, I think it's a, a conversation to have with your planner. You you hired her to, and to trust her and knowing that she's uh, these people that she's putting in front of you, there's a reason, but also saying I want something different. And I think that that's okay too. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't, I I don't think you're reading too much into this. I think you're doing the right thing. And I think it's just having the conversation with your planner saying, hey, I'd love to hire someone that is familiar with my skin tone, especially with my fiance and us. There's even shades of your color that you're you're navigating as well. So you're there's a lot of lighting that's going to have to come into play. But also at the same time, consider that the photographers might only have front facing white clients as just their that's what they show, but they might've worked with interracial couples before, but maybe you're not privy to those galleries. So I would say inquire with them if they have any 
any galleries that they can show of their work working with an interracial couple that looks kind of like your scenario and see how you feel about it. If your planner is like dead set on these photographers, like they've got you, I know it. Ask if they can offer a complimentary engagement session to help you test the waters because maybe they are trying to broaden their portfolio, like Liz was saying, and they haven't worked with a, a couple of color. But you you just see if they're open to maybe just a quick test session because maybe you do love their work, but you're not seeing yourself represented in their portfolio as of yet. So just ask for maybe a, a session, see what happens, and then take it from there. But I would definitely say work with your planner, identify a way that you can have someone that probably actually looks like you so they know exactly how to capture you at your best. All right. Our photographer thought the wedding was the wrong day. It was Friday. She thought it was Saturday. I called asking for her ETA after being late, and she finally showed up midway through cocktail hour and stayed the rest of the night. Three hours booked for seven hours. She offered to try and edit photos of ceremony, etc., shot on iPhones and to do a reshoot. She hasn't mentioned payment, and I haven't paid anything yet. Should we still pay, even at a discounted rate, even with her offering the accommodations? I think no. We didn't get any professional pre-wedding ceremony pics. First look, family, wedding party, getting ready, momentous. And what we got on our iPhones are limited and rushed. I think we shouldn't have to pay despite trying to make things right. So many memories were lost and cannot be recreated. Help. Heartbroken. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry. That's terrible. That is terrible. So the way that I'm interpreting this is they haven't paid the photographer yet or are they asking for a refund? That's what I'm... She hasn't mentioned... She hasn't mentioned payment and I haven't paid anything yet. I I think you can leave it right there. If she hasn't, unless she sends you an invoice, you can be like, chirp. Yeah. First, I am so sorry that that happened to the person. And this is such a a hard thing in our industry because I know so many people have been burnt. Um, And I don't want to say, I don't know how much that photographer, you know, charged or or what, I don't know what happened, but the fact that there was a mix up in date makes me think that this photographer was um, new to the industry and just like maybe doing this as a side gig. But I also want to say to her, like, I absolutely do not think that you should have to pay anything. If, if that happened to me, Lord Jesus, we try to give you everything. Literally, (laughs) I will be giving you a refund on a refund on a refund. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I think this is a, a question of integrity at this point for the photographer. And I'm just going to pray that they do the right thing. Because again, I'm going to go back to the fact that this is someone's family. This is their memories. And I think in this industry, because the bar is low to enter, you know, anybody can pick up a, a camera, to be honest, and call themselves a wedding photographer. You sometimes run into these issues. So really just, you know, don't, I wouldn't mention it until they mention it. Or if there is a question of what you can, of what they can do, you know, to enhance what they give you, I think, Mm. or like asking, asking for as many photos as possible from the, what they do have. I think that that'll probably be the best way to go about it. I agree. Sorry that happened. I know that's terrible. I would not pay anything and I would actually get in front of it and would say, Hey, we need to have a conversation about next steps. And I would put your, your demands up first saying, this is what we want. Even if you want to go as far as to having a moment where you can recreate your ceremony some way, somehow getting back into the dress, I know getting hair and makeup and maybe getting some flowers or something and seeing if Mm -hmm. they can front load the the cost of that if they want to invest in helping you recreate your ceremony so that you can make something happen. But I would have a 
a very frank and candid conversation with them about what are your expectations of them and then what's happening next. But at the same time, everyone is human. We all make mistakes. This is delightfully unfortunate. And this is terrible on both ends, but also consider how devastated they probably feel as a vendor. I know you're really, really angry, but also take into account that everyone's human. We all make terrible, yucky mistakes. So don't beat them upside the head, but try to come to something where it's like, let's, let's make this, let's make this happen. Cause you kind of owe me, but don't be like terrible with them. <laughs> like, yeah. And I, I, mean, I do like the, the idea of a reshoot. Cause I know that that happens, you know, unfortunately a lot of times we are in a digital space. So, you know, things do happen to the best of us. Like when it comes to losing images or cards being corrupted and things like that, nobody's immune to that as much as we, we try to be. And, you know, mm. um, much safety as we put in the, our processes, like God forbid that can happen to anybody. So, being able to do a reshoot and ask them for you to be able to get in your dress, for him to get in his attire, just so you can have those images, I think is also is a really great way to move forward. Yeah. But be kind. Like you like that. <laughs> go be go gentle. Okay? Be assertive, but be gentle. Because <laughs> as a business owner, we're like, yo, I messed up big time. They're probably killing themselves inside. I already know. And I'm always coming from vendor side. But I know as a bride, it's like, you're, it's your day. It's How your do you day. mess this? How do they mess up my day? So it's like you both are going to be really hot-headed coming at each other. But it, So just be gentle. But anyway. Next question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Hi, Fallon. I'm a big fan of the podcast. It's been so helpful while I've been planning my wedding for the last 14 months. Girl, that's a long time. My wedding Mm -hmm. is coming up in early December, and I have found myself in a potentially awkward situation with my photographer that I'd love your opinion on. My fiance and I hired a husband and wife photography team to shoot our wedding. They do great work and have been easy to work with since we signed with them a year ago. However, over the last six months, they have decided to transition to film photography And when I hired them, they were completely digital. I'm honestly okay with this because I love the film look. They promised they would still be shooting just as many digital photos and the film would be an addition, which in my mind is an added bonus. So we're happy about it. Here's the problem. When I reached out to get their dinner orders, they told me that they are now bringing a third photographer to help them since they are shooting in multiple formats. I'm all for getting as complete coverage as possible, but are my fiance and I now expected to pay for the third photographer's meal, tip, and a gift? When we signed the contract, it was just for the husband and wife team. So this is what we had budgeted for. It feels weird that they're telling me after the fact that and did not mention helping to cover the costs associated with this. I don't want to get taken advantage of and waste my money as the wedding costs add up. I also don't want to risk them being annoyed with me when we're only a month away from the wedding and everything has gone well so far. I know that in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much money compared to everything we've already paid for, but it's just the principle of it that bothers me because we're already paying a ton. Should we keep quiet and just pay for the third unexpected photographer or ask our photographer about it? Hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think that the, they're expecting a tip or a gift for that photographer. I think that that you shouldn't worry about that portion of it. But um, in the bigger scheme of things, and this is where you have to kind of think about weighing your 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 pros with your cons. I feel like with the third photographer, you're going to get more images. Now, again, that's not me knowing the contract if they're, if you're set with a thousand images or what your deliverables are. Now, do I feel like you are obligated to pay for their food? No. 
But I do feel that it's a courteous thing to do. If I'm bringing a third photographer that's not in my contract, I normally, you know, do that myself. Like I always just go off of what we're contractually obligated to do. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth ruffling feathers over because they they are trying to the reason they're having this photographer is trying to adhere to what they their contract in terms of what in terms of what they originally signed up for. And then also, you know, still shooting it in an artistic way where you're going to get more images. They've already committed to giving you more images. I don't know if it's worth the fight and I don't know how much your, your plates are or like what the vendor meals are, are like, I hope, hopefully it's hot food. That's a whole nother conversation. That is, um, I don't know if it's worth a conversation to have. I mean, maybe just a quick question of, Hey, you know, is, are you expecting this vendor's food to be provided or will you be providing their food? I mean, from a tax standpoint, I don't know. Like, I just don't think I don't that it think should there's, be. I think she's getting well more than she's paying for, to be honest with you. If they're going, if they're shooting now film versus digital, and we just talked about the cost of film, and they're adding a third person, this, it as from a vendor side, they're actually making less money on this wedding now than they than you've paid them for. Because the cost of film to produce it, and they're going hybrid with digital. So now they're going to spend a lot more a lot more time on the editing process to edit the film and edit the digital. And they have a third person that's coming and they have to probably pay him to come and any travel associated with him. So I would definitely have a conversation like, Hey, we only allotted for two vendor meals, but at the end of the day, a vendor meal is generally what 30. I've even seen a $75 vendor meal, give or take. You're about to get film images, film with your digital images and a third person to help out and make the flow easier, I think you should come off $35 or $75 for an additional meal. I don't, I, as if I were your planner, I would be like, girl, this is nothing to even ask a question about because you're getting so much more value than you had signed up for. I think it's in your best interest to pay for the third unexpected photographer and you should be actually grateful for them for bringing the third. It's, it's benefiting you. But if you're still like, I don't know, ask the photographer about it and see if they can maybe cover the cost of the, of the photographer's meal, of the third person's meal. But girl, you're winning. Yeah, you see, really see are. this as and a win. And, and honestly, to me, that shows that you're working with a professional. Because that part. The, the fact that they were willing to take a loss to still yes. adhere to what they signed your contract for, because there are some photographers that are like, I shoot film now. That's it. Like, that's what you're going to get <laughs> because you sign up so far in advance and our styles do change and evolve, you know, over time um, in the industry. So I do see that portion of it. But again, the principle like, man, like budgets are tight. And I know how it gets to the end because I remember but it's like mine, pennies. And I not, know, I it know. would be different if they said we're going to film now. We're actually going to increase your package yeah. to twenty five hundred dollars to cover the cost of the third person and the film thing. Take it or leave it. But they didn't say that. All they're saying is, can you give old brother a meal <laughs> or sister? And a tip and a gift is 100% optional. This is not yeah. a mandatory thing. I always say give a lump sum to your lead photographer, whomever that is, and they can divvy it up however they so choose. But also yeah. tips and gifts. Tip can be a gift. A gift yeah. can be a tip. They can be yeah. the same. They can interchange. And you do not have to tip nobody. But I'm telling you, honey child, when you see these film pictures and the digital mm -hmm. ones too, you're going to want to send them all a gift. Yeah. They're gonna... <laughs> yeah, I definitely think the photographer is doing the right thing. They're trying to do what's best for you. So, Agreed.
they're they're excited and they're they're mm-hmm. making it crack. So um, it would be different if the husband and wife team was like, oh, only one of us is going to come. My wife is actually going to go shoot another wedding. Like then you could have something to cry about. But adding people and not charging you, that's not something to fight about. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Okay, we're going to play a game. We're almost done. It's called Date, Mary Ditch. So my Ooh. producer has listed out some wedding-related items and scenarios for us. And it's our job to decide whether we would date them, marry them, or ditch them. Okay. Okay. The first look, the ceremony, the reception. Which one would you date? Which one would you marry? And which one would you ditch? I don't know. Like, I, I know. I wouldn't, I'm like, oh. I wouldn't ditch any of them. <laughs> I, get, I mean, okay, I'm going to ditch the, the first look because it's the only one that you don't have to have. That um, part. I would, I would uh, date the recep. I mean, I would date the ceremony because I feel like it's emotional, it's fun, and I would marry the reception because I love myself a good reception. I love myself a good party. I love all of that when it comes to capturing people when they're having a good time. So I feel like that's my jam when it comes to a wedding is the reception because they're they they're fun. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like dynamic. It's visually like enticing. There's also food. Yes. <laughs> <and> <laughs> drinks. I'm like, ooh, I think I'm gonna, as much as I love the ceremony, we just had an episode about like the importance. I don't think people give enough emphasis on ceremonies. My mm-hmm. answer seems like it should be that I'm marrying the ceremony, but I would still marry the reception just because there's food there. I, I have mm-hmm. the same answers as Liz. I would ditch the first look and then date the ceremony. Yeah, we can't forget about the ceremony. The ceremony is the most important part. I know. But I would date them first and then marry them into the reception. Yeah. Okay, okay. Into the reception. (laughs) (laughs) All right, digital photos, film photos, and Polaroids. Oh. How are you going to do that to me? (laughs) Which one would I I ditch? Oh. Okay, so I'm going to ditch digital just because my heart. Wow. I was not expecting that. I'm going to, I'm going to ditch digital. I am going to date Polaroids because I feel like there's so many different types of Polaroids. You didn't say which ones they make. Very, <laughs> they say a lot of, they make a lot of different cameras. Where's and the then, fine print. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to marry film because I feel like film is timeless and classic and I could shoot a whole wedding on film and you not know the difference. So, and I just, I feel like when we look at older images from, you know, the twenties or thirties and it's just the texture and tone of a film image just is timeless. So it's film for me. (laughs) Don't you dare say you're going to ditch film. What you going to do Fallon? I don't know because like, I don't really shoot film and that would, but I know how to work a Polaroid though. Shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a. And I, (laughs) I can, I can, I know how to do that. And I love, I have an instant gratification thing that I'm working through with my therapist, but anywho, I would probably, I think, Oh God, this is hard. Cause I do like, uh, I would probably date digital. 
Okay. I, I can't do this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay. Because I, I do like the way film looks. I just, I'm like, will I ever have access to it? All right. No one's going to hold me to this. I can always change my answers later. But I would I would probably ditch the film, date the digital, and I'd probably marry Polaroids. Because they're just so easy. I can use them a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't have to pay millions of dollars to produce film. And it it's cool. It's I like it. Okay. Moving yeah. on. Oh, that gave me sweat. <laughs> I'm sweating. All right. Something old, something borrowed, something blue. Oh. Okay. Okay, so I am ditching something blue. I am marrying something old, and I'll date something borrowed. I have the exact same answers. Yeah, because I yeah. Mean, something old could be an heirloom. It could be something from your grandmother. Diamonds, or, the diamonds, the, the diamonds. diamonds. <laughs> you know, it could be it could be something sentimental, and I love sentimental things. Um, so it would definitely be something old for me. I love. Okay, the mm-hmm. next ones: mm-hmm. black and white, color. Or sepia. We are ditching sepia, okay? Sepia could be in the trash for me. It's not so. <laughs> it's not. What is sepia? Me, it is Reddish like a brownish brown. brown, black and white, okay? I feel like, again, no, no <gasps> oh. tea, no shade to anybody that likes sepia. It's just one of those mediums for me that I've never been able to connect with as an artist. I am marrying me some black and white. All day, every day, because I feel like black and white, the emotions of the moment, like if you're really trying to tell a story and I like a dream of mine is allow if someone were to allow me to shoot entire wedding on black and white, like that would be an ultimate artist dream. And then I would date color because I feel like color again, like it could be beautiful. You know, it's a color image, but black and white all day for me. Well, I didn't know what sepia was until I just Googled it and it is pretty terrible. So I'm going (laughs) to... I thank you, Liz, for bringing that to light. I would actually have the same because you took some pictures of me that are in black and white. And I'm like, these are really good. But also the color pictures of when I get pictures of my couples back that are black and white. I'm like, oh, game changer. They are so good. The color ones are great because, of course, we pick the colors and the flowers and the linens. And I want to see all that. Mm -hmm. But I can date that. I would definitely marry. I agree with you. I would marry the black and white images. And And I feel like the reason why you're connecting with black and white, because majority of the time it takes away the distraction and you're normally connecting with the emotion of the moment. So like just depending on your photographer and how they do things where they use black and white, um, I use it a lot with getting ready because I feel like it's such an emotional moment with your with whoever's there putting on your dress or like right when you walked before you walk down the aisle. Like I just feel like it's just an added bonus for emotion. So even on the dance floor, like I love to sprinkle in a little bit of black and white every now and then speeches. So, again, like I feel like that's why you're connecting with it because it's all about the emotion. And when you can get mm. a beautiful one, oh, this is game my changer. <laughs> game change. Gamed changed. <laughs> Liz, this has been awesome. You guys, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Bride. Liz, Elizabeth Austin, where can people follow you on social media? So my photography page is Elizabeth Austin Photo. My personal like page is Beyond uh, with Liz, where it's like all the my life and all that good stuff. But those are the two pages you can catch me. I really appreciate being here and getting to talk with everyone. I had a group time. Yay. And thank you. Thank you for having me, Fallon. 
<laughs> always, honey, always. You guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram, and you can follow me at I am Fallon Carter. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe, please, so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.